2: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18-plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ravel. Vicious. But brilliant. Fuel with it. what has got
0: round the back. And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. One has a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly!
3: Hello and welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rother United podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have another preview to do. Season's backward Away, the first uh, away preview we have to do of the season. Uh, first of twenty-three in all in league in league competition. So we'll go through any news we have in Rotherham United. We don't have much team news because we're playing a day later to the press conferences, etc. a day later. So we'll pick up what we have. there's not much. We will be joined later on by a commentary fan to give us a rundown of their pre-season, how things look from their side, and we'll hoover up any transfer rumours we can find um, throughout the last week or so. Um, To start with, we've got the three of us. So we have Michael again from a car park in Wales. Hello. Um,
0: How is Wales this evening? Yeah, beautiful and sunny, mate. Lovely. Very nice. No ambulances as
3: yeah. yet as well, which is a bonus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a bonus. Um and Danny is back with us, obviously as well.
4: Thanks for joining us, Danny. Hello, great to be back. I've uh, finally calmed down, calmed down from the Euros final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, great,
3: great, what a great day that was. Um mm. comments, loads of comments. Gav Grundy's with us, Neil Iversage, User, Kim Hay- Haywood, Arby Kerwick, Ian McGarry, Paul Brock. Scott Grundy is with us, and Damien Dunkley, also with us all in the comments. Feel free to get involved if you're watching us live. Um, we'll cover a lot of this, what we're going to talk about with the Coventry fan when he comes on later on the show. But there's only one place to start, really, Danny, with Sunday's game. And that's, unfortunately, the state of the pitch at the Coventry Building Society Stadium. CBS, as we will call it from now on. Now on. Um They've had the rugby sevens there, and I think they've had a, they've had when we play they'll add almost a week more than a week to fix it. Um, it's going to need longer than a week, I think, to fix it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think they've had the rugby sevens and something in the Commonwealth Games. I think because I think um, I think what um, wasps have been involved with it yes. as well, and there's something that's happened in the Commonwealth Games, whatever it was. Um, and, yeah, the uh, the pitch, um, as, well, I showed it to my boss at work today and it, he nearly broke down in tears seeing the state of that pitch. <laughs> um, because I hate to admit it, but the pitch at Roundwood that Parkgate use is in better condition than that pitch at Coventry. And I should know because I've been watering it today. Um, but I, it's just been torn to pieces, hasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But the worst thing is, it's use damage and not weather damage like when we played at hillsbury it was weather damage because it had rained relentlessly and and thankfully dried out for the day but at coventry it's just overuse at this point mm. it's sort of turning into um the pitch that they have at rodney parade unfortunately mm. um and i'm still a bit 50 50 whether it plays into our favor you know it could just even the playing field completely and it's just drop of the ball let's see what happens but we're so used to playing on the carpet that is New York Stadium. Could it affect the way we play our football? Uh, potentially, yes, because we're not really going for the hoofball approach this season. It's more on the ground and um, not pretty football, but just not hoofball football, direct football, I will say. And it could be a disadvantage to us. However, the picture that has come out online of it, does make it look very wide, which could mm. work into our favour. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm very 50-50 on it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like mainly the sevens is the
3: issue. And the good thing about it is it's not everywhere. Not the entire pitch is, is garbage. It's mainly the very central part of the pitch and some of the wide areas. Not Again, not all the wide areas. Um, I suppose there's only seven people on each team, you're not going to knacker a full pitch uh, is a bonus. Um Make as a club we've played them much worse. We all remember Don Valley, but this is a different team. Um, the bonus, I suppose, is we're playing them now in August and not in like January when they've had six months of bad weather plus six months of games. This might be the best time to play them at their ground,
0: yeah. It might be a wasp still playing there as well. Um... They certainly own it. I don't know. So... I'll check. You would you would think they're going to have egg chasers on there throughout the winter as well, which, um, as far as commentary is yeah. concerned, is not a great um, not a great situation. So I think it's possibly uh, possibly the best time of, uh, of the season to play them. Um, I mean, ultimately, I don't think it's going to affect us that much. To be fair, um, and like I said on the last podcast, it might stop us getting six hundred completed passes in game, which which obviously knocks us off three points. Um, if we don't <laughs> get that, so um, <laughs> it's same for both sides, isn't it? I guess the argument's going to be, um, um, so it's just what it is. There's nothing more about it, is there? And, and as Danny alluded to, there, we've played on much, much worse surfaces um, mm. and, and got results out of it. So, yeah, it's just what it is, isn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah. Danny White says yes. Wasps are playing. Right points out, but they haven't started yet. This isn't. Uh, the premiership season does start till the 11th of September. So <laughs> there's still time for everybody to be ruined even more. Um, <laughs> which is good luck, Coventry on that one. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, just imagine if you're footballing, see, imagine Swansea trying to play football on that. Um, yeah, but also, for, for sort of, again, we'll talk about this Coventry fan. they have not had five games to get used to it. This is fresh. This is them going into the game. Same as us, mm. um, so there's no there's no advantage one way or another, I don't think. Um, it's a bit of a leveler, possibly. I don't know. Uh, Dean Cately says we will have to play for set pieces then.
2: that
3: will be fine, yeah. be fine. Well,
0: that's all we <laughs> ever do, in it. Yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, we're just a long ball, um, set pieces team, I think. Yeah, About that's the, my
0: understanding. Uh,
3: yeah, um. Yeah. Let's go through a couple of stats. We haven't, we haven't got a great deal to cover. We're going to cover bits of bobs, and then we're going to speak to the country fan, then we'll up any transfer nonsense. Let us, before we get into more Coventry stuff, let's talk about Jake Hull getting a new brand spanking, new three-year contract. Um, I think we did a similar thing with JJ, probably two years ago now, Danny, tied him down to a deal, and at that time we sent JJ out on loan. You assume the same thing's going to happen because we're pretty much covered in centre-backs,
4: so if he stayed around, he would just be there for emergencies. He needs game time, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And um, <clears throat> he even alluded to going out on loan in his um, signing signing the deal interview on iFollow, follow, uh, which is which is a great interview. To be fair, he's um, he's a very well spoken lad. He definitely knows his route to improving football, which is actually great to see. Uh, Someone who's only twenty, he knows mm. he needs to go out on loan and get game and get game time to improve. But he has says that he wants to play for Rotherham United and he, and he really does stress that. He wants to play for this club at some point, understands he needs to go elsewhere to get it. But yeah, tying him down to a three-year deal, we've got him until he's 23. That's a lot of development for him. And um, he models his game off Richard Wood, so you never know, when he breaks into the first team, Richard Wood could be his personal coach, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um but yeah, to have a defender like Jake Hall, who really just needs to bulk up, strengthen up and get used to EFL football, really. Um, his pathways out in front of him. It's lit up like a runway. He knows exactly what he needs to do and he's going to go out and do it. I think uh, potentially a loan to maybe mid-table league one would work in his favour because he's done the non-league setup. He did a little spell at Hartlepool. Uh, so maybe mid-table league one, top-end league two, would be very beneficial for him. And I'm honestly excited to see what becomes of him because Mm. from what we've seen in pre-season, he's a very capable defender, just not quite a championship defender at the minute.
3: Mm. Yeah, Liam McGuire says, Hull is unreal, prospect looked great in both pre-season games and Papa John's academy's done well once again. Mm. Uh, Yeah, as Danny mentions, Mick, he's, he's already got AFL experience with Hartlepool. Uh, mm. I know he did It's not like he played forty games, but he, he went there, played against some professionals, and has come back. So that's is, is well set. If he didn't got loan, he'd be well set. But he's well set to say right. If we need to try and sell him to a club, he's, he's played there already. Just, you know, play this guy He's a giant. He's got all the attributes he needs. Just give the give the guy game time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Accrington Stanley is the uh, the club that mm. springs to mind immediately for me. For. Uh... As, a, as an ideal opportunity but, to, they've um, just
3: lost that big lad. To be fair, absolutely, thanks, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so it'd be a, d- a decent replacement for him. And we know how good that they are bringing players on as well. Um, Hello, warning.
4: So, an idea so for you. Um, <laughs> I, I've, uh, I've, well,
0: I've already treated Andy NDL just to tell him he's available.
4: So...
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see, but it's a good. It will, that will be a good move for him. I don't know. I've, I've just met that also. I've got no information <laughs> to, that <laughs> that might happen or anything uh, before anybody says out. You just picked that, that out because we said icky there, have not you? Well, we, uh, well, yeah, and absolutely, and and what it did for him. Mm. Uh, also, the fact that they got rid of that big lad as well that um, that, you, that you mentioned earlier on. So it, it, it seems, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But I, I also think he'll go out on loan, just certainly for the first half of the season. It's a good move for us. Good player. Yeah. It's going to be a good player. It secures the future, doesn't it? Uh,
3: one way or another. It secures the future of the player. So you got three years to prove yourself as a professional. Um, if you, if you, year one's bad, he's still got two more years for it to come back. It's not like a you know a, just, a, it's just a 12-month contract, or whatever. I uh, it gives security all around, really. PowerMed UK says he needs to get knocked about a bit, as as Paul Warren says, yeah. And that's that. That's the step up, Danny. Like we, we've we've got no we've got no pathway. We ain't got a twenty twenty threes or a B team. It's eighteens and men's football. It's really it's crucial that they go out and get some minutes uh, somewhere. Crucial.
4: Yeah, hundred percent. And a club of our um, setup, if you like, does need to utilise the loan market like we've seen with uh, with JJ. We're not going to have Ben Wiles he, where he had a very short loan and then suddenly is in the first team. A lot of players do need that little bit of development. And in uh, strikers and defenders, like uh, like, like Paul UK says, you just need to get knocked about a little bit, get used to men's football and then build up from there. A club of our size doesn't have the protection that Premier League and some top-end championship clubs and more set-up League One clubs have where they have the under-23s to develop them more. We just need to send them out on loan, get them game time, get them actually playing football and, uh, yeah, go from there. And if you think about it, we only need a goalkeeper and we've got the full outs. We've had a midfielder come through in Wilesley. We've had yeah. a striker come through in JJ and another one in Kieran McGookin. We've got J. Cole come through. We just need a goalkeeper and it's the full house. <laughs> it's
3: true. It's very, very true. Um, you never know. You never know with these mm. things. Um, go on, make the
0: assessment. I'm just going to say, I think, I think as a defender, bearing in mind his position, it's vital that he gets that to that experience before he, he starts to look at playing championship football. It was slightly different for Ben Wiles because in that position, he's able to make mistakes and not cost us goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas in uh, in Jake Hull's Position, you make a mistake and you, you, you know we're in big trouble, so um, it, it, it's yeah, it needs some it needs some experience out on loan, definitely. Uh, and I'm sure the club uh, will do that, yeah, absolutely.
3: Right now, we are gonna preview the Coventry game, so we're gonna bring our scouting report begins, and we'll be on the other side of this jingle. We will speak to Miles,
4: Excuse yes, me. the jingle. <laughs>
3: Thank you for joining us, Miles. Um, How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Very good. Thank you very much. Um, There is only one place to start with Coventry at the minute, and that is the pitch. Uh, (laughs) um, Callum in the comments has mentioned that the, the CBS has hosted the Commonwealth Games Rugby Sevens, about 67 games in three days, and it's showing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it sure is. I mean, um some of the lads uh from our pod uh Blue Fans TV have been up the ground today and seen the pitch um It's not. It's not looking good, guys. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I, 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 hope you, I hope all your players have got rugby boots on to be able to get some grip <laughs> on the sand. On the floor. <laughs> I think I think they're going to have to take the surfboards with them on uh Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> <laughs> on the <beach. laughs> good. they're not good. Yeah. Oh, no. no.
3: Uh, is anything you know, as, Mark, as Mark Robbins mentioned it? I, the pre, I imagine the pre-match presser not haven't happened yet. Has is, is anything been said about from a play from your side's playing point of view of the picture?
1: No, no we, we we don't know anything yet until tomorrow when when um, you know the interviews happen in the morning. I mm. suppose it'll all come out then. But um, there have been a few people that have said that um, Mark Robbins has been up there and is absolutely fuming. Um, it's it's not what we It's not what we were promised Um, when we came back to the CBS. um, We were promised that they would work closely together with Wasps and the pitch would favour the football team. Uh, Obviously, that hasn't happened. (laughs) It's absolutely shocking. I mean, I I was away when um, the Rugby Seven started last week and I managed to catch a glimpse of it on the television. And I went oh, my word, what have they done to this pitch? Because it just literally won't suit our style of play. And you've probably seen how, we, how we've how we played over the last couple of years. Well, last four years, really, when we've come up against you guys, even in League One and, and the Championship, when we all come up together, you've seen how we play and we, we keep the ball on the floor. And um, maybe we're just going to have to both teams hoof the ball on um, on Sunday and it's just going to be a bit of a... Goalkeeper to the forwards and goalkeeper to the forwards or goalkeeper to goalkeeper all, all game. I don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, he's got
3: history. Memories. When he was our manager at Don Valley, you two played on the pitch and it ruined half of the pitch. It was, incredible. It was ridiculous. So he knows, he knows a thing or two about rubbish pitches, to be fair to him. Um, but it'll be a bit of a leveler. Like you say, you've liked to play the ball we're in transition from being a long, not a long ball team, but it's gonna be it's gonna make it more interesting from a neutral point of view. It's not gonna be interesting for us guys because we're gonna endure it. But it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes because it, I I think it could it's gonna be a leveller.
1: Yeah, I mean it's um it's gonna be an interesting game, that's for sure. But You know, they've they've invested money in in lamps and things and people have said they've put grass seed down and they've been watering it and, you know, maybe they're just rolling it for 24 hours a day for the last five days. You never know. But, I mean, it's going to cut up no matter what. It it doesn't matter what work you put into it. It's going to cut up. And um, it doesn't help the matter that we've had no rain. So it's really dry. So they're relying on hoses to, to keep it wet and to try and get it as flat as possible. So... You know, I mean we, we don't even cut our own grass this time, you know, with this weather that we're having. I haven't cut my grass for about four weeks because we haven't had any rain. So, you know, God knows what these groundsmen have to put up with. And you know, when you look at it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But you know, we we'll 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 um we'll put on a show and uh, we'll try and play how we normally play. But if we have to go to plan B or plan C or plan D, who who knows? I mean, all I know is we've got a plan A. And it might not happen on Sunday.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, on to the footballing side of things. Um, for people that I didn't see, obviously, commentary last season after helping get, send us down the season before, um, you had a, an amazing season. Um, I thought I was I was really impressed with where where you ended up.
1: Uh, I imagine all Coventry fans were just delighted we had last season. One. Oh, it, it you know, it was, it was it was dreamland, really. To be honest, I mean. You know, we we, we went and unbeaten at home for the first uh, seven or eight games. Um, you know, we were up there. We, we, I think we were in the top six up until uh, December time. And um, everyone was thinking that, you know, this could happen. There was one point where we went top of the league for about uh, 15 minutes against Peterborough, and then West Brom went and scored. So, uh, ended up knocking us off the top spot. That was dreamland because we were singing we're top of the league for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, last season our squad wasn't big enough, and, and you could tell that mm. that it wasn't big enough because when we started getting injuries with Matty Godden and, and Dabo and players like that, and uh, Vic Vic was injured for a little while, and Hamer got an injury, we you know we started to feel the pinch a little bit because we don't invest a lot of money. Um, we try and bring in players on a free or, or loans. And uh, we we just fell a little bit short. We yep, yeah, It was close. You know, we were we were close up until about four games to go. Um, but um, it, it wasn't to be. And we're not ready yet anyway. You know, we're still in transition. We're still moving forward. Uh, a lot of people say that we're the club that have, have got momentum at the moment from when we came up from League Two to League One and then, you know, come straight, you know, virtually straight back up into the Championship. And we've stayed there for two seasons It was a dream. It really was. I mean, we've got to be realistic. We ain't got a lot of money. We'll probably have probably the third or fourth lowest budget in the league this season. Um, Along with you guys, probably, who have a very similar budget, maybe a little bit lower than us. And uh, we've just got to do what we do. And we've just got to rely on Mark Robbins, Aidy Vardash, and all the backroom staff, really, and and see where it goes from there. And, you know, I mean, last uh, last Sunday against Sunderland, we knew it was going to be a tall ask. I mean, you know, Sunderland just come back up. they got 30,000 season ticket holders. There was 38,000 Sunderland fans and 2,000 Cobb fans. But to be honest with you, yeah, they were really quiet. I mean, we were louder than them for the, for the 90 minutes. And, um, you know, when, when we get a late goal like that in the 84th minute, um, we've carried it on from last season. I think we got 27 points from late goals last season. And, um, you know, that that was key for us, getting those late late results uh late equalizers or late winners it just it showed team spirit and that's one thing we've got our club has got massive massive team spirit and uh, a lot of that is down to you know mark robbins the way he, he treats the players and tells the players how how the club is being run and AD divide and then the fans literally we are the 12th man i mean you you you'll probably hear because uh, when we played, wasn't it, we were in lockdown, weren't we? So, um, yeah. you know, uh, there weren't much going on. And then when we played in League One, we were at St. Andrews. St. Andrews. So we had like three and a half thousand. So, you know, this weekend, mm. I think there's going to be over... I mean, we sold over 13,000 season tickets. And then you've got walk-up on the day and people mm. who have bought tickets this week. I know uh, blocks uh, 14 round to 20 are sold out, so... Virtually half, half, or all the way round one side of the pitch is all sold out. So you're going to hear how loud it is, and you know we'll get behind the boys no matter what. And I'm looking forward to it. You know it's going to be a good cracking it. Yeah, mm.
3: yeah. Is I think it's it's, it's Robin's first ever visit to that stadium. We ne- never played there. We? we played you at Northampton and St Andrews. <laughs> never played you at this ground. Um, so oh, i feel so get a ticket. <laughs>
2: yeah. You
1: come in with the pitch the way it is,
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so that talks to you pre season. Has it been smooth? I know that O'Hare rumours have been rumbling along. Has that disrupted anything, or has it still been an all right pre season?
1: I think we're, we're more worried about O'Hare becoming a pop star with Tom Grennan, to be honest. <laughs> I think he's got more chance of becoming the number one artist than he is going to Burnley. Because who on earth really wants to go up there? But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it hasn't really affected things. I mean, he, he's got on with the job. The players have got on with the job. Pre-season was really good. We didn't lose. Um, We're probably three or four seasons on the bounce. We, we've we've had a real bad, you know, pre-season. Um, I will say that a couple of the lads that have come in, actually, uh, Panzo on Sunday was from Forest. He was absolutely immense at the back. He was, mm-hmm. He was top draw, top top draw. to get to go up to Sunderland and have a performance the way he did on his day de- on his main debut obviously he's had a debut in in friendlies he scored three goals in the friendlies um you know he's, he's handy with his head but um you know to have a performance the way he performed on Sunday was just tremendous absolutely tremendous um and it, you know he's going to be I reckon he's going to be all right this season I'm hoping that we're going to play uh, Tao this weekend as a left wing back because uh, we really struggled on Sunday with Bidwell at left back um, he's not really a wing back so he, he prefers it when it's a flat back or he slots into the centre back position um, but um, yeah pre-season's been good last Sunday was a good crack early start but um, the boys the boys are showing promise good good mm. promise good and what was what what comes in terms of
3: formation is it a 352 we blue play 352 are we going to see something mirroring that
1: do you think um <laughs> i mean last season we always used to play one up front but on sunday we played two up front and i think that was really down to um O'Hare not being available mm. cuz he's he's tweaked his hamstring so um are they're, they're the rumors i think they're just saying that so no one comes in for an offer so that we can last without until the end of august when the old transfer window shuts but um yeah he's um i, I think we'll probably stick to what we did on um sunday we'll play a 352 um we will playing matty godden up front with um vic and then um as i say I, i'll be surprised if big well starts again um you know but you never know you never know with robbins he he can he can stick or he can twist it's it's entirely up to them but i mean if it was me i would i would throw in Tayo on sunday and um because we'll be more pushing forward at home than we do away so you know we we used not i mean it was a big surprise that we played two on sunday because we normally play one up front away from home always and and we did all yeah. season last i think we did it twice last season where we played two up front so you Know that was a massive team selection that we, we thought you know was completely different to what we normally get, so you know we'd just have to wait and see. But normally it's three five two or three five you know one or six yeah. or whatever he wants to do. It's up to Robin, <laughs> we don't care, oh, yeah. it's up to him. we leave it up to him, we just get behind him, <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. And pick out a couple of key players for us. We're, we're, I think, we're assuming our hair injured, although we haven't heard anything further. Let's assume he's injured. Uh, who else should we be looking out for as the, as the danger man?
1: Uh, well, you got you got to be looking out for Hamer. Um, Hamer um, is, is a different class, to be honest. His, his distribution of passing, he can he can find passes from anywhere. Um, his, his vision's probably ahead of everyone else. He's he's superb, and his work effort is just out of this world. You know, if he loses it, he chases it. Um, he's a bit like a hair really. If he loses it, he chases it. Um, Matty Godden, he's only got to have a at goal, although he uh, missed a sitter on Sunday, and everyone couldn't believe he missed that chance on Sunday because normally that's going in all day long. So, you know, Matty Godden really, he he probably needs one one chance, um, which he had against Forest in pre-season. Actually, in the first half, he literally had one chance, and he he just snuck it away in the far corner. Victor Jokerez, he's he's a big lad. You're, you you know if, if you you back if you back three or back four, a slow bit or or soft a bit lightweight, um, Vic will absolutely just knock him off the ball. Um, and then as I say, in defence, big big surprise for me was Panza. I thought he he was superb on Sunday, and I'll, I'll I'll say it again. But then you've got Dom Hyam as well, who's come through all the way from League Two, all the way up to the Championship two seasons now with us in the championship and um he's growing every year and he he's key at the back um mm. of Dom is his his quality. But yeah that, those those are the key players I think to be honest with you. And then if he plays the subs, um I mean you've got Casey Palmer who's come up from uh, Bristol City. He yeah. he looked he looked pretty tasty at the weekend when he came on for thirty minutes. Took him about five minutes to get into it, but once he got into it, he was passing balls and we were doing more one touch football when when we start passing the ball quick, um, we sort of tend to speed the game up. we can then you know we can cut teams apart. if your team comes to us and starts slowing it down, then that's a different story because um yeah. you know we we if we lose our rhythm we we find it difficult then to get get going against, but once we get into a rhythm um we, we do become quite difficult to beat but if you guys come and start knocking us off the ball and you know kicking us off the park and things like that, or j- just slowing throwings down or free kicks down, then it could be could be a different game altogether. Because you know Sunderland tried it on Sunday with with 20 minutes gone um, after they scored, <laughs> they started slowing it down. You're like, have a, have a word yourselves, boys. You're at home. Surely you want to go and get another one or two two more goals or whatever. But no, they were time wasting since the 20th minute. So you know, if you do that lot. sort of thing, then, mm. then you've got a chance, to be honest. Mm.
3: Yeah, we, I think there's a good chance away from when we will try and slow it. We're, we're quite pragmatic. If, we, if teams don't like us to speed up, we will try and speed up. If teams like to slow down, we, we, will, we will slow down. So it wouldn't surprise me to make things a bit slow on Sunday, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, that's how it works, unfortunately. Uh, give us a prediction. Before I let you go, Miles, give us a prediction. I assume you're going to be very positive about this.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was positive on Sunday. It backfired on me. <laughs> um <laughs> um to be honest with the pitch the way it is i'll probably go for a draw to be honest probably a 1-1 mm. one, one or 2-2 two, two, something like that I, I just think the pitch is going to be horrible for both teams and um i think i think it's going to be a tricky one for both sides to be honest and i, I could see us probably getting a draw um and, that- and that's only down to the way the pitch is and um yeah. But we could be pleasantly surprised, or we could be really disappointed and come away with nothing. So, but I'd, the way the way it is at the moment, I'd, I'd take a draw on um, Sunday.
3: Hmm. Fair enough. I, I probably would as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for doing this, Miles. If anybody wants to check out the Coventry side of things, where where should they ever look for the Sky Blues fans TV?
1: Yeah, so they can get, catch us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and um, Twitter. At Sky Blue Fans TV one. And um you'll find a couple of interviews there with a couple of players I did during pre-season. So uh, crack on and have a little look, Casey Palmer and Ben Sheefer uh, interviews. So uh yeah, catch, catch us on there and um you know we're we're enjoy Sunday. And if you're up there, boys, come down to Dylan's before the game and come and have a pint with us. You'll see us in there. Brilliant. Brilliant.
3: Brilliant. Danny
0: might
1: could pick you up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you love it. It's our it's our own fan zone. It's our own fan zone. Dylan Braw is their own Sky Blue Tavern, and um, we're sponsored by them as well. But it's fantastic in there. They've got three big screens now, um, and they've got five bars. They do all their own beer, so we've got Sky Blue Army Beer, Ghost Town Beer, and all that. So come and have a come and have a drink with us
4: on Sunday, lads. Well. Mm. Cool. There you go. Thank I, you I, I will let the coaches know that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Very good.
0: I fancy a bit uh, of ghost time being a big special fan. So, Brilliant. You'll I love have, it then. I have to have a bit of that. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Uh, Miles, good
3: luck for the rest of the season. Obviously not Sunday, obviously. Uh, but and you guys. Season. And
1: Cheers you guys. Right. I hope you stay up this season. It'd be great if you do. It's about time, isn't it?
4: He's open. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> cheers
3: Miles cheers Cheers to that thank you to Miles for joining us yeah very interesting Um, yeah very very interesting right let's move on we'll come back to the Coventry preview what I want to do now is bring you Ref Watch because obviously we like to upset Mick don't we Um, so you'll be pleased to know it's not Gavin Ward that's the positive Really um it. this is what we have the referee for sunday is john busby this is according to the AFL website um i've put a few stats on here the last time he refereed by United was the 2-0 win away at uh, ipswich that wasn't last year that was a se- that was the season before the time before yeah. not last season I got, I got Gary ward the last time in league 1 we beat him 2-0 I should have put that I should, I should have bit at that um we won 2-0 He gave three yellow cards in the game, uh, all of them to Rotherham United. Uh, The interesting fact, and I can't work out if this is a good thing or a bad thing. The interesting fact, he was referred to by Alan Swan of the Peterwood Telegraph. If you know Alan Swan, you know Alan Swan. Um, (laughs) He was (laughs) Uh, John Busby was referred to him as the villain of the 21-22 season uh, for Peterwood United. Now, I've done a bit of digging and I've watched the highlights of the game. That this refers to, and there is nothing controversial <laughs> at all. Um, and as we know, from Alan Swan, take it with a pinch of salt. So that's that's the information we have, which is not, I, I accept, there's not much information to be honest with you. Um, but I thought that, that tickled me a little bit with the uh, villain of the
0: twenty one twenty two season, Mick. <laughs> He's barking Alan Swan, isn't he? He is a bit. Absolutely, Barker. Where did you get that picture of uh, Mr. Busby from? It looks like he's, it looks like he's posing
4: for Grattan's catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like just he's in the middle of a dance routine, more like. Yeah. Strike <laughs> <laughs> a pose. Uh, so yeah, there's the referee. Not much information on him, to be honest with uh, you. To be fair, I love Alan Swan. He got so wound up by Rotherham getting did promoted you? into that was comical. That, that we to got me through again. lockdown. He's he's absolute <laughs> rager that Rotherham got promoted. That got me through it. Um, but from... I'm going to have to try and pull this one out of the memory banks, but that 2-0 at Ipswich, um, that, is that the one where Crooksy got a break? Mm. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything too no. outlandish from the ref in that game. I mean, like I say, he gave us the three yellow cards, but I don't remember anything like really, really bad from that. Like, no, if I anything, don't. the the other 2-0 at Ipswich. Um, I remember that one as being a bit, if- a bit iffy from Gavin Ward. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the iffy one. Um, I, I don't know, he might be all right. He might look at the picture and just go, you know what, I'm going to let stuff go with this. <laughs> well, that's it. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be very interesting.
3: It then becomes a referee's job to manage that, um, which is interesting. Um, let's cover some transfer business. There's bits and bobs floating around. Let's talk about the main one, which is the striker situation. Now, the, the talk was that Paul Warren had talked to a striker before the weekend. He was asked to delay it. The the, the striker asked to delay um a decision. Paul One basically said if he didn't get a, if he didn't get a positive response by Monday, Tuesday, he was probably expecting the guy to go elsewhere. It looks like that's Ashley Fletcher that's that's the that's the word on the street um and we sit here on Thursday evening and we still don't have an update uh Paul one sort of came back at that and sort of said yeah he's willing to you know he's not gonna cut you know not not put a dead cut off time because he asked to cut you know spite face a little bit um but it's not great Danny that we've not heard by now if it's, it, it says to me if it's not come by now he's probably not going to come
4: Yeah, but to me it sounds more like it's an agent thing, like the agent obviously Mm. wants his client to play at the highest level and they might be trying to get him higher up the championship and more of a safe club, if you like. Um, But by the sounds of it, if if it is actually Fletcher, he does sound very keen on coming here, which which I think is good to hear, and it's just the whole red tape of agents. Like we heard from... um, some private conversations with Guy Branston, like agents always have to try and look out for the clients and they do that effectively through any means that they can legally. Um, And it just sounds like that that's a similar situation. But one is having another FaceTime call with the player, I believe this week is what it said in the advertiser. So it's obviously still rumbling along. It's just the agent is like, well, let me just see if I can get you to go such and such. I get a deal from so-and-so. Um, but one has said that he is just as keen on the second target as well. But that one will be later on because it's from a Premier League club and their loans haven't really got going yet. Um, which also puts more goals to the fire that it is Ashley Fletcher because he's on loan from Watford or a Championship club. So, yeah, yeah um, I, I, I don't know. With this one. warnie he says he's, he's looking for the best option for the football club, which he obviously thinks is Ashley Fletcher, which I also think as well. Um and he's always looking out for the club. If it wasn't in the best interest of the club, he would have pulled out already. But he's just like hanging on that bit more, like just to see. You know, he don't want like he said before, he doesn't want to cut off his nose and do whatever to his face. He wants to see if he can get it through. And I personally think he will get it through. I think um the uh, the player will look at it and just go, you know what, Rotherham suit my style. Um, they're an up and coming club. They've already got that good result at Swansea. I reckon I could go there and do well. And hopefully his agency is sent and lets him come here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liam McGarry
3: asks, where have the rumours of Andy Carroll come from? I don't really know. I, I, I the only two strikers I've seen as linked to are both loanees, Danny.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, and the Andy runs a load of pish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know he wasn't on much at Reading, um, but he didn't really do much at Reading at the same time. Um, I think that one's just appeared because he's available and it's like, you know, experienced striker, we'll see. But now there's nothing concrete in Andy Carroll coming here. Can you imagine that Andy Carroll coming to Rotherham United? Good grief. Think he'd look i started good. that one. <laughs> I just I, 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 I,
0: know, I, just worked on the basic my, my thought process were Tom Eaves has got a top knot who else has got a top knot uh, <laughs> True.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, people, I think people have seen it, it was at, at Reading we were on like a grand a week which he was um, but then he went to West Brom and I don't think he would have been on just one grand a week at West Brom uh, the one grand a week was like a month contract or something, something like that. It was a very, very mm. short term contract, essentially to prove his fitness. And then he proved his fitness. West Brom took, took up the option and and what I, I would have thought would have paid more than a thousand pounds a week. Let, let's wait and see. Um, but I can't see anything coming with that one. Make on the Aston Fletcher issue of waiting. Um we've been burnt already this summer from waiting. But this is a different situation, isn't it? this is not. You know, this we're not putting all our eggs in the in one basket. In this one, we we, we seem to have a couple of backups
0: already. Yeah, it seems that way. does not it? Well, we just, just have to wait and see. I don't think there's any panic at the moment, is it? It's just this is all about depth now. This is all about about depth. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, who knows? Who knows hmm. who it could be?
3: Yeah, Danny. Any other names that? We can talk we've given we've, we've, We some names which I'm not sure whether to believe or not, but some we, we think are true but we don't talk about <laughs> yet.
4: Um, anything else that you can sort of that's got any legs? Yeah, we've, we've got a couple names that I don't think we're allowed to talk about um, at the minute because it is given to us in confidence so we'll just leave that there. Um, but other than that, no, nothing's really appeared. I know that we're still after a midfielder target um, but that's not going to happen anytime soon because I believe it's a loan from the Premier League and like I said, the loan market there's like a snail at the minute. Um but we're probably gonna see a dolphin and and possibly bowler move out on loan from like the first team fold, if you like. Um not through their own doing, it's just that we'll have position we'll have people in those positions and they don't want to have a season here just watching Rotherham play in the championship. They want to go out and play football. Um, but other than those two, we've had no concrete or serious offers for any other ser- uh, senior pros, at least from what is told us in the advertiser, um, which is quite good, I think, because there are a couple in midfield that have had a bit of interest but that we've turned down, and now apparently they've being left alone. So, fingers crossed, it's like that for the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah. On uh, in the incomings, Paramedic says he's read the midfielder was
3: a free agent.
4: Ah, okay. That could um, change things one, then. Right. But, you know, it, it's still a, a waiting game with the player because he's a free agent, he'll have a few contracts lined yeah. up in place already, I think. But yeah. We'll wait and see. Um, on the Ben, we'll
3: just briefly cover the Ben Wiles. There's no been no talk of him, any further interest from Ben Wiles. All I'll say is sort of watch this space a little bit. O'Hare's injured. If O'Hare is actually injured at Burnley, uh, uh, sorry, at Coventry, their last, like, Burnley can Burnley obviously won't be able to sign him, which means they may turn their sights elsewhere. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to sell Ben Wiles, but Burnley may try our resolve a little bit further. Um, and I think we all know what, what they're going to get hit with uh, when they, if they try mm. our resolve. Uh, but that that's my opinion. That's, there's nothing based on that, to be honest with you. That, that's what I think, though. I think the O'Hare injury could hurt us uh, if Burnley gets serious. But they'd have to get seriously serious, wouldn't they? That's the thing. Mm. Um, and after Ben Wiles fell flat on his face, Mick, I wonder if that might mean uh, <laughs> that they're less interested that. <laughs> <happily. laughs> <You know, I, laughs>
0: it was straight really red that it? I can't understand why. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Burnley look to be um, a bit like Swansea, don't they, in terms of the way that they're lucky to play their football um, mm. and packing their. They seem to be back in their transfer business with, um, with midfielders, which is a bit bizarre. Mm.
4: But uh, yeah. anyway, we'll see. I'm going to put my neck on the line here. And when I watched the Burnley against... What did they play? Udersfield. I don't think Burnley were that good. They were not good. I didn't think they looked that good. Like If I was Ben Wales uh, and looked at that and I thought... You know what? I'd, I'd start more for Rotherham, and we play better football. I, I, I'm going to stay here, mm. but I, that, that's just me from watching <laughs> Al- <laughs> against Wednesday and how yeah, styled, you? And then just looking at how Burnley played, it's like, would I want to go there? Like, I know it's, a, I know it's a lot of money, and money matters in the world, but it's like, I, I'd rather, I'd rather be at Rotherham. But you know, roasting into glasses and all that.
3: The the only pull from Burnley, other than cash, which is an obvious thing, the only pull for Burnley is Vincent Kompany. So To work with a Premier League legend, I think that's a bit of a pull. Um, but I do agree with you. I thought they were bang average. I thought Huddersfield were god-awful, and that made Burnley look quite good. I think if Burnley play if, if that against us, we'll have field day. We'll press them to death. I, I, I suspect they will
4: improve. I think they'll really improve,
3: but if that's that's how Burnley are going to play against us, bring it on. We'll pick up six easy points there, to be honest with you. Yeah, as Um, as, as it
4: stands right now, when it comes to whenever we play them, I think it's like November or something, we'll be talking about how good they've looked. As it stands right now in the first game, Huddersfield made them look better than they actually were. If you really watched how they played football, it's like, just press them and you'll upset them. In future, yeah, different different situation. But right now, press them and you get and you disrupt them easily. Completely agree. Come, come on, Vincent, get your head in game, son. This is English football, <laughs> not Belgian football. <laughs> let's move on before we put us
3: foot on it any further when we lose 6-0 to them later, aren't <laughs> um, uh Right, moving back on to the Coventry game, let's go through a few little stat bits. Like I mentioned earlier, it's our first ever trip to what is now called the Coventry Building Society Stadium, previously the Vico Arena. Um, Ben's on here for this one. I'm devastated. Um, he said, only one win in our last seven opening away games in the second tier. Um, that was Wickham. That was Wickham last time in the Championship, which was a 90 something minute goal. Um, but again, we're always the underdogs. So I suppose that's maybe to be expected. To be honest with you, uh, Mick, do you want to throw some abuse out, like like um, like Benwood,
0: or? We just- oh, i have got to take Ben's role of of, of abusing your stats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just sitting here listening to him, mate. I'm, you know, okay, glazing um, another kind of thing. <laughs> that's fine. Um, no
3: and other, other, only thing to note of recent pe- meetings, they, they did the double over us in the COVID season, but it was a COVID season. Um, So, what do we think is going to happen? We've got a couple of comments here. Glenn walking from the Sky Blue Hub, which is another. Uh, Coventry bit. Uh, he says O'Hare won't be fit for Sunday or the foreseeable future. They say that stopping Heimer or, and Sheath getting the ball and dictating play is key to stopping Coventry. Yeah. But from what the guy was saying, Miles said, Mick, the pitch is going to hurt them. I, I, I sort of pegged Coventry. I, I I do know in the past when they've played, they've tried to play some neat, neat, tidy football. I had them a bit more pragmatic than that. If they are football inside, that pitch is really going to hurt them
0: yeah I don't think there's any doubt about that I don't think there's any doubt about that and uh, if they've not got a plan b if they, if they are a Swansea with, with with only plan A and if that fails with to plan a um then then yeah it might it might cause them some issues um obviously we know what we're gonna do we know that we're gonna press them um, that midfield if you know you get Jamie Lindsay in there um breaking play up the way he does. It may be that if if Warnie sees fit that you know their two central midfielders are the key to where they play, it may be Lindsay and Rathbone that play mm. um, yeah. we'll have to wait and see on that but um, yeah if 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 they want to play the football about, I think they've got the wrong pitch at the moment, so they might have to try and come up with a plan B before Sunday if that's how they play uh, you know i mean we we don't know do we so, so we'll have to see um but it gives us a chance it gives us a chance.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Essex 1 Miller says the pitch is a state, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we did mention uh, Victor, not going to try and pronounce his, his surname, the big lad up front. He, said, he they said he's a big lad and he can push players off the ball, so that does give him if he's fit and, and playable. That by the sounds of it, and we're just going off what we've been you know, what Miles has told us, that's an automatic plan B for, for, for sort of me. Now, how much joy that's going to get you, Danny, against Richard Wood is a question. Um, but it, they could could just go direct if 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 Victor their Victor can hold it up well enough for them.
4: Yeah, definitely not for for them. Like I say, if they can't play on the ground, just go long to the front man. But if we play the same back three of Hallwood and Humphreys, he's not going to have much joy either. You've got the two experienced uh, centre halves and then um, the, the really good guy that we've, that we've brought in this season. So. I reckon I reckon those three could cause their front line problems in terms of trying to get on the ball. Um and there was another comment that I saw about uh, the potential battle in midfield. And um I may have attacked yeah, that's the one. Um Wiles and Barlasser against Harmer and Sheaf, that's and then I'll mm. Ben against Panzo as well. Um I reckon if we start with Lindsay and Barlasser in midfield, get that battle rolling. Lindsay was immense against Swansea, so you'd be silly not to start him. Like, he's took the championship by the scruff of the neck so far. But later in the game, if we take Barlasser off and bring Rathbone on and let him do his thing in the middle of the park when their centre mids are already a bit tired, Rathbone Mm -hmm. would press them to death and just take them out of the game, to be fair. So that could be one viable tactic. Um, And to probably beat the pitch, I noticed in pre-season we tried... What Charlton did, which was the distribution from the keeper to Washington in that quick distribution mm. from corners. If we start with Vickers, because his long ball distribution is better than Victor's. If we do that, we could beat their we could beat their um their counter attack or set piece or whatever. Get Washington and he's got a chance at goal. Easy peasy. Yeah. Um, so that's probably how we could beat the pitch. But in terms of playing the football, probably start with Lindsay and Barlas from midfield and then swap either or for Rathburn and then press them later on. See what happens with that. Mm.
3: Yeah. it's Subs are going to be a key make. Again, we have to take the pitch into account. You know it's going to get heavy, the pitch. It's going to take a lot out of all the players. Five subs is a blessing. Another blessing. Uh, because they're probably all five going to be needed.
0: Yeah, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? You would have thought so. It depends whether it is going to cut up. You know, obviously it's going to get watered, but it's you know it's not going to be sodden wet through, is it? Whatever happens, how how much water they put on it after the the dry spell that we've had. So I don't know whether it's going to cut up or otherwise. It's it's not necessarily the issue that is it. It's just just the unevenness of it because some areas have got grass, some haven't. Some have got sand, you know. Some haven't, Um, but. It really is going to be a bit of a lottery, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, mm. I, I would argue this game is probably going to come down to who plays the conditions better, and yeah. um, I, I it's difficult to base it on anything other than the first performance that we've had in it. But um, you know, we were very, very strong. I felt last week very, very strong. Um, so, uh, well, they're certainly going to you know they've been in the game. Um, come, uh, come the um, five o'clock on Sunday, so we'll we'll see how it pans out. But yeah, mm. we'll wait. We have to wait and see, mate. Yeah, we will. John Morrell
3: says him is one of the best central midfielders on his day. Um,
0: yeah, and we should say
3: we we, we didn't talk about it with Miles Danny, but Coventry are a really good example of what you can do on a minimal budget when you've got the right manage right man in charge. When you try and deal with the championship properly, if you're not just throwing fifty grand a week at you know. At, to two players this is they are they're almost an example of club tours of what is possible on a not a crazy budget
4: yeah in, in the current uh ways of the world they are a little bit like us just with more fans yeah <laughs> and not um, that like, many more either it's not like yeah, not twenty no, thousand, is it yeah not that many more um well they've virtually doubled our season ticket sales but you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in terms of where they've come from to where they are now, like, um, like the guest we had on said, um, it is a little bit momentum based from League Two, but in terms of how the club operates, like you said, they are an example club to us, and you know, getting the right players in a suit the system and who want to play for the club, that sort of thing, really goes a long way. And you never know, in a few years' time, if we stay up this season. We could be in a similar position to Coventry, but with a better pitch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very, very good point. When we when we loan our stadium out for international sporting events, it always comes back in a good state so far. Yeah, well, we we um, got your way
4: for five stars. They've got the field.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they use their stadium for a sporting for a sporting event that's not named after their own city. It's named after a different city, the so Birmingham, which has been played in Coventry. Um But anyway. Uh, let's talk about starting Lance Ford predictions, Lee McGarry says he thinks he would start, It uh, would bench Kelly, bring him on at halftime for Washington I think we still need to ease Kelly in I think he'll be a handful in uh, to defend in the penalty area uh, mate, let's talk about any changes we would make from Saturday's game Um, I think Dan's right, I think back three should be basically the same Um, could you see any changes at fullback? Obviously we started with Fergie and Wes Harden as your, as your wing backs could you see mm. Bramble coming in or kioso coming in
0: um i don't see any reason to change it to be honest with you because i thought they played extremely well on saturday um and when the substitutions were made they were, they were made at the right time and there were the right substitutions to make um so no for me i i, I would it, it depends doesn't it the only the only sort of caveat i would put on on an unchanged side is you know what do we what do we know about Coventry and how they're going to play and if you know if they're going to play similarly or try to play similarly to Swansea, then then obviously it's no change. Um I can't see any reason to change it personally. That's that's my view, but I don't know a great deal about Coventry. So okay, Bro. Does that uh, help?
3: Not really. I don't really No, question, I don't think but, it would yeah. know. No. <laughs> If you're going to pull a Ben into me, not not seen them train all week so you don't know what they've been playing like and blah, 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 blah.
0: Well, precisely. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: exactly. <laughs> been there with binoculars. Uh...
4: <laughs> um... to, to, be fair, to be fair, though, yesterday I did actually sit on a bank with a bottle of water and watched them train after I'd finished work because <laughs> they were doing a late session. So I thought, oh, I'll just sit down here and watch them train for a bit and I won't give any secrets away or else I'll get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: so, Harvey, is my, he thinks he may see Peltier starting against Coventry. That's a good shout. It could be, could be possibly. Um, we, I think we're not expecting any change in the midfield. Uh, so, that brings us up to the strikers, Danny. We started with Washington and had Benny. score, Washington had a good game. I assume you, I can't see a change there, unless there's any issues. I can't see a change there.
4: Yeah, I'm the same. I reckon Kelly should stay on the bench again. Uh, give Wash uh, a fair bit of the game, same uh, alongside of Benny. Maybe already slightly behind him on the right side, uh, and bring Kelly on and just let him do him do his thing in um in the six yard box. He was dangerous against Swansea on a mm. on a carpet. You know, now he's not not to cast a, a very dark shadow on Irish football, but. The pitches are in similar states because the stadiums are smaller and more open air and stuff. It is a similar state to what Coventry's pitch is at the minute. So Kelly would be in his element in that six-yard box. That little bubble of the ball, that little touch, and he could get a goal very easily. Um, the one change I might put out is maybe bring Bramall in for Ferguson to start with. Um, because like we alluded to before, Coventry do love a, a late goal. So if we bring Ferguson with the experience of that back line, possibly defending a bit more with Harding dropping further back, or maybe bring Kyoso on and dropping that back line back a little bit. I'm doing the action on my paper, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> for audio listeners, I am doing the action on the paper. I am visualising it for myself. <laughs> um but I can see us doing that just to defend against their late goals, probably if we're one nil up, I think. Mm. So we don't or, or even at nil-nil just to see out the game a little bit. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Kelly come on because I don't know. I I have a feeling Kelly could bag. I don't know what it is. I just have a feeling Kelly will bag um, at the what's it called the CBS Arena these days. Yes, isn't no it? Yeah, idea. I, I I just I just have a, I have a feeling. I, if, if I was a betting man, I'd put a bet on Kelly to score. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. I have I have a feeling. Don't
3: mind that. Eight, eight seventh minute winner. I'll, I'll take that again. <laughs> um, uh, yeah I think we'll make any other changes I assume not
0: no I don't think so I don't think so let's keep it as it is for the time being um, I think the only one that, that sort of springs to mind after after listening to you guys there is Bramall um, but just simply because I love to see on his face on Saturday I'd like to see that again I'm sure we'll see plenty of it this season but um, yeah no changes keep it as it is for the moment like it. uh, right. Let's go
3: through some predictions. Wished we, we didn't shout you out in last episode, Mick. Uh, I feel very bad, Mick nailed the prediction for the Swansea game, yeah. Uh, in the l one. so congratulations. Um, you get our, how can say, admiration? I can't give you admiration, unfortunately. No, no, uh, no. I'll think of some, no. I'll think of some, um, no. but that gives you the opportunity to go first.
0: On the oh, thank you very much. Is that the prize? Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> uh, prize? Um What's your um, prediction for Sunday? I, am going to go to one millers. Ooh. Okay.
3: Anything, any, 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 any more information? i just score
0: you. It's uh, not like you want to continue I, speaking. Oh, you, you want, you want scorers as well? In time? No, no, time, no. So. I just you're going to say because <laughs> of. Fine. No, I, I just, I just feel, I just feel that um we we're, we were gonna be underestimated by Coventry. Um and, and and that and the fact that um O'Hare's not playing. Mm. Uh, so I think we're it's gonna assist us in gaffering that midfield. I genuinely think we were gonna be able to do that. So um yeah I I, I think we'll be a bit of a shock for him. So two one millers, come on. Bring it hey. up. To either Bring two other two for Mick.
3: I'd take that. Uh I'm gonna two two and the pitch is going to cause havoc and there's big mistakes everywhere. Uh, so I'm going to go goals and 2-2. Two, two.
4: Danny? This is really annoying. I'm going 2-1 as well. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> and as soon as Mick said it, it's like, oh, no, it, it's my fault. It's my fault if we lose, because now that I've said the same <laughs> prediction as Mick, it's not going to come in, is it? Um, but... but yeah, my thinking behind it is that <clears throat> probably Coventry will score first, you know, because <clears throat> first game back at home, fans behind mm. him, that sort of thing. Then we'll grab a goal, probably through Washington, potentially, or maybe even Wales. And then, yeah, bring Kelly on, have a kind of six yard box, 87th minute winner. Like
3: it. Um, in the comments, we've got Harvey Kelly says 2 1. Paul Brooks says 1 1. Liam McGarry says 2 0. With Wiles and Kelly, uh, John S says 1 1. Dean Cately, 2 1. 1 0. The Millers from Kim. 2 nil. the Millers from Stephen Tiny I'm says la- I'm 96- liking the positivity lots I'm of liking positivity it. Uh, Tiny says 96th minute winner uh, they'll throw everybody forward for the corner and then we'll counter attack and score uh, having left nobody up front that would probably please Paul Warren quite a lot if we left nobody up front and counter attack <laughs> <corner. laughs>
4: oh god uh, it'd be, be back on
3: Radio <laughs>
0: Sheffield upsetting people <laughs>
3: <laughs> it'd be like
4: Agard's goal
3: at Bradford that wouldn't it yeah Exactly, yeah. Um, paramedics is 2 0. He thinks uh, Collins will struggle with the pitch, which I think we will. Um, Jacob Pendergast will finish with that one, says 2 1. Um, yeah, um, I think we've covered everything. Uh, anything else you want to cover, Mick? Fanny?
0: No, I don't no. think so. Not for me. Cool. Uh,
3: we will be back on Monday because we're kicking off on, so we kick, 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 kick off on Sunday. Uh, I know the commentary is not miles and miles away, but it gives a bit more leeway um, to not rush back for it. And everybody, you know, was recorded Sunday evening, so we are going to record Monday evening. Uh, podcast out as well, well. Podcast out on Tuesday morning, which will also be a preview. We got our first midweek game of the season as the Carabao Cup comes forward. I don't know. I play Port Vale on Tuesday. Um, we'll talk get, about them. get your
0: chief in, Matt.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, I was just try, I, I was just thinking whether I should try and find muster up some enthusiasm for the caravan Cup. I just I can't bother. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I find anything next episode. Um, I won't bet on it to be honest with you, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll the Monday evening for that, Danny's log will probably be around the same time Monday Tuesday. Once um, that's out. Uh, we please do subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already please subscribe to iTunes, Spotify and give us a 5 star rating wherever you can if you can that would be great uh, yeah, that's it thank you everybody, we will see you on Sunday Michael, uh, it's been a quiet um, car park in Wales today yeah, I've, uh,
0: I've, I've, yeah. Awesome, really. I've been very quiet tonight, don't know why you're just not including me really is it because that's my picture's nice. not on?
3: It's because me and Dan like talking about transfers and you don't. Oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the reason. Um, and yeah, Danny, always a pleasure um, I talking talk about transfers. So thank you very
4: much. <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, just one thing, Port Vale's Wednesday, not Tuesday.
3: Oh, of course it's Wednesday because we're playing Sunday. Yeah, we play Port Vale <laughs> on Wednesday. Um, that's how excited I am for the Carabao Cup. I got the day wrong. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody, and we'll see you very shortly. Thank you very much.
0: Ravel! vicious, but brilliant!
3: You're with it. What's got around the back?
0: And Richie Wood has done it again! The Magic Man has come up with another trick! Well, has a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back!